Hi, Ed Burdett here. As we finish our weekday readings, I want to briefly say that this podcast is a labor of love that's funded entirely by listener donations. Each day of the week, we offer scripture readings, and every Friday, we include a devotional called Reap, where we read, examine, apply, and pray over a section of scripture. If you find value in what we offer, or if you'd like to help spread Bible resources across the world, would you consider supporting us financially? You can do that by visiting oneyearbiblepodcast.com slash give. Special thanks to our monthly donors who consistently and faithfully offer their support. Once again, that address is oneyearbiblepodcast.com slash give. Thanks for considering, and now for today's reading. Today's reading begins in Genesis, chapter 11, starting in verse 1. The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. As they traveled east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they lived there. They said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and burn them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they used tar for mortar. They said, Come, let's build ourselves a city, and a tower whose top reaches to the sky, and let's make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad on the surface of the whole earth. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower, which the children of man built. The Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing will be withheld from them, which they intend to do. Come, let's go down, and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord scattered them abroad from there on the surface of all the earth. They stopped building the city, therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. From there the Lord scattered them abroad on the surface of all the earth. This is the history of the generations of Shem. Shem was one hundred years old when he became the father of Arpachshad two years after the flood. Shem lived five hundred years after he became the father of Arpachshad, and became the father of more sons and daughters. Arpachshad lived thirty-five years and became the father of Shelah. Arpachshad lived four hundred and three years after he became the father of Shelah, and became the father of more sons and daughters. Shelah lived thirty years and became the father of Eber. Shelah lived four hundred and three years after he became the father of Eber, and became the father of more sons and daughters. Eber lived thirty-four years and became the father of Peleg. Eber lived four hundred and thirty years after he became the father of Peleg and became the father of more sons and daughters. Peleg lived thirty years and became the father of Reu. Peleg lived two hundred and nine years after he became the father of Reu and became the father of more sons and daughters. Reu lived thirty-two years and became the father of Serug. Reu lived 207 years after he became the father of Serug, and became the father of more sons and daughters. Serug lived 30 years, and became the father of Nahor. Serug lived 200 years after he became the father of Nahor, and became the father of more sons and daughters. Nahor lived 29 years, and became the father of Terah. Nahor lived 119 years after he became the father of Terah, and became the father of more sons and daughters. Terah lived seventy years, and became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Now this is the history of the generations of Terah. Terah became the father of Abram, Nahor, and Haran. Haran became the father of Lot, 
Haran died in the land of his birth, in Ur of the Chaldees, while his father Terah was still alive. Abram and Nahor married wives. The name of Abram's wife was Sarai, and the name of Nahor's wife was Milcah, the daughter of Haran, who was also the father of Izcah. Sarai was barren. She had no child. Terah took Abram his son, Lot the son of Haran, his son's son, and Sarai his daughter-in-law, his son Abram's wife. They went from Ur of the Chaldees to go into the land of Canaan. They came to Haran and lived there. The days of Terah were two hundred and five years. Terah died in Haran. Now the Lord said to Abram, Leave your country and your relatives and your father's house and go to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who treats you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him. Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took Sarai his wife, Lot his brother's son, all their possessions that they had gathered, and the people whom they had acquired in Haran, and they went to go into the land of Canaan. They entered into the land of Canaan. Abram passed through the land to the place of Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time Canaanites were in the land. The Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your offspring. He built an altar there to the Lord, who had appeared to him. He left from there to go to the mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and I on the east. There he built an altar to the Lord and called on the Lord's name. Abram traveled, still going on towards the south. There was a famine in the land. Abram went down into Egypt to live as a foreigner there, for the famine was severe in the land. When he had come near to enter Egypt, he said to Sarai his wife, See now, I know that you are a beautiful woman to look at. It will happen that when the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. They will kill me, but they will save you alive. Please say that you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake, and that my soul may live because of you. When Abram had come into Egypt, Egyptians saw that the woman was very beautiful. The princes of Pharaoh saw her, and praised her to Pharaoh, and the woman was taken into Pharaoh's house. He dealt well with Abram for her sake. He had sheep, cattle, male donkeys, male servants, female servants, female donkeys, and camels. The Lord afflicted Pharaoh and his house with great plagues because of Sarai, Abram's wife. Pharaoh called Abram and said, What is this that you have done to me? Why didn't you tell me that she was your wife? Why did you say, She is my sister, so that I took her to be my wife? Now therefore see your wife, take her, and go your way. Pharaoh commanded men concerning him, and they escorted him away with his wife and all that he had. Abram went up out of Egypt, he, his wife, all that he had, and lot with him, into the south. Abram was very rich in livestock, in silver and in gold. He went on his journeys from the south as far as Bethel, to the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Ai, to the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. There Abram called on the Lord's name. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, starting in verse 1. Seeing the multitudes, he, that is Jesus, went up onto the mountain. When he had sat down, his disciples came to him. He opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. 
Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Blessed are those who have been persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when people reproach you, persecute you, and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for that is how they persecuted the prophets who were before you. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, with what will it be salted? It is then good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under the feet of men. You are the light of the world. A city located on a hill can't be hidden. Neither do you light a lamp and put it under a measuring basket, but on a stand, and it shines to all who are in the house. Even so, let your light shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Don't think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I didn't come to destroy, but to fulfill. For most certainly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not even one smallest letter or one tiny pen stroke shall in any way pass away from the law until all things are accomplished. Therefore, whoever shall break one of these least commandments and teach others to do so shall be called least in the kingdom of heaven, but whoever shall do and teach them shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, there is no way you will enter into the kingdom of heaven. You have heard that it was said to the ancient ones, You shall not murder, and whoever murders will be in danger of the judgment. But I tell you that everyone who is angry with his brother without a cause will be in danger of the judgment. Whoever says to his brother, Raka, will be in danger of the council. Whoever says, You fool, will be in danger of the fire of Gehenna. If, therefore, you are offering your gift at the altar, and there remember that your brother has anything against you, leave your gift there before the altar, and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother, and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly, while you are with him on the way, lest perhaps the prosecutor deliver you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and you be cast into prison. Most certainly, I tell you, you shall by no means get out of there until you have paid the last penny." Psalm 5, beginning in verse 1. Give ear to my words, Lord. Consider my meditation. Listen to the voice of my cry, my King and my God, for I pray to you. Lord, in the morning you will hear my voice. In the morning I will lay my requests before you and will watch expectantly. For you are not a God who has pleasure in wickedness. Evil can't live with you. The arrogant will not stand in your sight. You hate all workers of iniquity. You will destroy those who speak lies. The Lord abhors the bloodthirsty and deceitful man. But as for me, in the abundance of your loving kindness, I will come into your house. I will bow towards your holy temple in reverence of you. Lead me, Lord, in your righteousness because of my enemies. Make your way straight before my face. For there is no faithfulness in their mouth. Their heart is destruction. Their throat is an open tomb. They flatter with their tongue. Hold them guilty, God. Let them fall by their own counsels. Thrust them out in the multitude of their transgressions, for they have rebelled against you. But let all those who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them always shout for joy, because you defend them. Let them also who love your name be joyful in you, for you will bless the righteous. Lord, you will surround him with favor as with a shield. Proverbs chapter 1, starting in verse 24. 
Because I, that is wisdom, have called, and you have refused, I have stretched out my hand, and no one has paid attention, but you have ignored all my counsel, and wanted none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your disaster. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when your disaster comes on like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come on you. Then they will call on me, but I will not answer. They will seek me diligently, but they will not find me.